go on yeah, a trip. Yeah, let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. And welcome to Suddenly Senior. This is a podcast series for those of us who've reached a certain age in life. That's right. You can join if you're not our age, but it'll be a lot more fun if you are. <laughs> so strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff. Pour yourself a small bevy and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Our next guest on Suddenly Senior is a former Labor politician, president of the New South Wales Legislative Assembly and a long-time activist. She's written several books, the most recent of which is called Radicals, Remembering the 60s. She's also responsible for the Ernie's, an annual awards ceremony which recognises the terrible things some men say about women. Meredith Bergman, hello and welcome to Suddenly Senior. Hello, Angela. I'm <laughs> really pleased to be here, although it's not much fun being suddenly senior. But well, I mean, that's what the show's all about, Meredith. I know, I know having to deal with these things. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so you must have been such a radical young thing. Have you mellowed as you've grown older? Look, that's, that is a really interesting question because I've stopped and thought about it. I don't think any of my actual political views have changed but what has changed is my attitude to how I think I can get these things done. I've really realised that some of the things we did when we were young weren't terrible. They were a bit counterproductive. And also, as you get older, your um, relationship to power changes. And like when you're young, you've got no power. Yeah. All, all you can do is go and sit in front of a bulldozer or run yeah. onto the cricket or run onto the cricket ground. 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 Yes. <laughs> Whereas now there is so much more open to you to be able to use. Uh, yeah. Such as? Do you mean well, being involved in the political process, yes, for instance? Yes, And I'm, I'm quite critical of um, people now who seem to be more uh, keen to have the campaign rather than the result. Mm. And this is a bit my uh, criticism of some of the very activist groups now. I say, now, wouldn't it be better if we just did this or that? And you can tell they just want to go and chain themselves to a bulldozer or something. And and, and I understand that. It, it's it's about needing to get out there and do something. But it might have been much sensibler to get David Pocock elected to Parliament or yeah. something like that. So That's experience, though, isn't it? Yes, it, it's, it, it but really, it's age. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's a funny thing because I, I reading about your exploits are so fantastic over the years, and and I just think the drive and, and and everything like that that you had behind you at that time has that changed? Is that drive still there, or is it is it more focused now? Well, of course, when you're younger, you have so much more energy. Sometimes when I read, read my ASIO file, I was exhausted because <laughs> I, the, the New South Wales Special Branch, who actually are the, are the ones that follow you, they reported on me every day. For years and years, they, re they had a little report every day. And were I, you aware that you were being watched or followed? Well, we always joked about it, but I, I don't think we ever really believed this was happening. But and it, you were. But it was, it mm. was. Mm. And... That totally exhausted me because I realised that I was out there going to meetings, standing in demonstrations, organising night vigils, going out and putting up posters late at night, all the things we had to do before mobile phones, of course. Mm -hmm. And so as I've got older, I'm certainly not able to do that stuff. In fact, I'm very careful what demonstrations I go to now because I, I wear out too early <laughs> and sort of... <laughs> Okay, well, let's talk about your demonstration preparation these days. 
Well, sensible shoes. Yes. Um, water. And, uh, water, and, and you don't carry too much. Well, I was always good about that. I never carried too much. Um, but also you've got to work out where you can quietly slip away and no one will notice. <laughs> and you go home and get into bed and watch it on, watch it on telly. <laughs> the last two demonstrations I went to actually were the big march for justice, the, yeah. that one. And I think I lasted for the whole of that. Women's march. The for women's justice. march yeah. for justice. And then the one before that was the Black Lives Matter yeah. one. And that was on a boiling hot day. And I must admit, halfway through the march, I thought, oh, I think I'd better go home. <laughs> Well, well, it's like a party, isn't it? It's like yeah. my, I, I always have this thing where if I go to a party, everybody's having a great time. It's great, and I always tell my kids, "You can leave whenever you like. They'll remember you arriving and being there, yes. but they'll never think about That's when right. you go. That's so exactly. just leave when you feel like it." That's right, uh, Meredith. Is it true you've been arrested twenty-one times? Look, I sat down once when I was originally asked that, and we worked out there were twenty-one different demos pro- problems with the. The legal system. I was probably only arrested about 17 times, but some of them turned into other things as time went on. And, of course, occasionally they'd come and tell you that they'd dropped the charges. When I got Ah. arrested um, for the Victoria Street Green Ban... um, Thank you. Thank you for saying (laughs) that. Thank you for that. (laughs) Yes, they... The the policeman came and said, oh, we're dropping the charges. And I said, why? I was a bit hurt. Mm. Um, And... (laughs) He said... Why, because it's sort of a, a badge of honour? Well, yes. And he said, oh, don't you remember me? I was one of your students. You gave me an A. Oh, so wow. I had a lot of police as students because most of the police came to Macquarie University. Yeah. Uh, because and you were head lecturer there too. I, I was a, a, a. I taught a lot of students. Yeah. People still come up to me and say, oh, I remember you teaching me. <laughs> Because I was there for almost twenty years. So, Meredith, tell us what were the, what were the issues that that you fought for as a younger woman, and then later as a politician. Uh, Vietnam, of course, was the thing that radicalised me and totally changed my life. But that, of course, had gone by the time um, we the time I ended up in Parliament. Um, but the things that continually exercised me were racism, anything to do with racism, and of course. Uh, in the 70s, it was Aboriginal land rights, but then um, Aboriginal issues generally I was always very involved with, and, of course, women's issues. So I'd, I'd say that they were the, the women's issues and um, First Nations issues mm. were the ones that I remain very heavily involved in. Mm. Some young women these days, and I'm sure you've noticed this too, are reluctant to call themselves feminists. They think it's a bad kind of label. What do you think about that? I think that's less so than it used to be. I can remember like 20 years ago, women like women like Julie Bishop saying, I would never use that expression that, you know, of course I'm not a feminist. But um, I think more young women are now say, often they don't believe what it means. They don't they understand what it, what it yeah, means. Yeah. But when it sort of boils down to it, I think the young women of today are much better educated about their rights and, you know, what they deserve in life. So I'm, I'm pretty hopeful. And with any luck, we can change the wages gender gap, which mm. hasn't changed since 1977. Which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. 1977. Really. And it's because no one properly understands what the issues are. Yeah. And I'm very hopeful that this new government really gets into it. Well, we all do. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's interesting, you've actually been in power... You know, mm. and and looking around now, are, are you comforted by the fact that you think there are people coming up through the ranks who are going to look after this, such look, as ab- the new government? Look, 
Oh, the new government, it's got uh, um, people like Tanya Plibersek and Katie Gallagher mm. and Penny Wong. They, they're not going to let this one go. They know yeah. it's a really important This issue. is the moment. Mm. Yes. Um, so I'm very hopeful, and I'm also hopeful about just generally the young women of today. They're terrific. When we went on the March for Justice, the Women's March for Justice, and I, we were surrounded by young women who were so... They had very funny placards. They were chanting really... T- Terrific, clever things. They they knew what they wanted. I was really happy about that. Yeah. Meredith Bergman, was there a moment when you realised that you had become suddenly senior? No. Isn't that interesting? I think it just creeps up on you and eventually you go, oh, no. That's, and, and Ow. The, yeah, <laughs> the only thing I really hate about being old is the aches and pains mm. and the continually going to bloody special, specialists. Mm. I'm on a Zoom on Friday with a bunch of old farts. We call ourselves the youth club. <laughs> and there's always one or two missing because they're off yeah, seeing a doctor. doing something. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I find people travel from yes. state to state to see doctors these days. Yeah, so I've hated that aspect of it. And the other thing I really was thinking about the other day um, was I wish I had the knowledge and wisdom I have now back when I needed it, like when I arrived in Parliament and didn't have a clue what I was doing. I wish I now knew, or even when I arrived as an academic and didn't know what I was doing. All that knowledge about how people work and the psychology of organisations, I understand it all now, but it's no use because I'm sitting at home sort of... Well, then what could be done with it, though, Meredith? With all that knowledge. Is it it basically books? I should, should of course, write a uh, best-selling, you know, improvement, self-improvement book because I'm told they sell the best of all all books. (laughs) Is that right? Um, And let me ask you how, if you reflect on your life thus far, which would you say were your best years? Look, I'm very happy how I am now, but I'd like, like it without the aches and pains and continual doctor's visits. Um, <laughs> my best years, I really, really enjoyed being an academic. I, I loved that. I was I was actually dragged out of that. You know, I didn't really seek to stand for Parliament. My first years in Parliament were terrible. Because, were they? Oh, well, yes, everyone hated me and I couldn't work out why. But now, of course, I know and that's why I did, I'd like to go back then. Why, why was that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I was a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I came from academia, so I had a bit. And don't forget, this is 1990. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Well, no, it's quite a long time ago. It, it, was a, it was a parliament full of old men with brushbacks and horn-rimmed glasses and who all saw parliament as their job rather than I'm going to represent and then I'm going to get out, you know, that sort of thing. And they really resented me coming in. And I, I suppose I wasn't terribly... Um, subtle about me wanting to change things. And they, uh, being in the Labor Party, one of the things they really resented was I wasn't a Catholic. It's as simple as that. I was, there were, I think there were five out of 69 of us that didn't have a Catholic background. Uh Wow. Yeah. And And that was just just in the 90s. Yep. Wow, that's remarkable. It just made made me that little bit different. Different, So they could. An outsider. And I remember one of them coming in and looking at the books on my shelf and saying, oh, you're a bit of a smarty, are you? (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of anti-electoralism. It's much different now, I might say. But in those days, it was pretty bad.
And so, Meredith, you've tackled a lot of isms in your life, racism, sexism. What about ageism? Have you ever felt on the receiving end of ageism? And what do you think can be done about it? Look, yes, I think that ageism is uh, very subtle and it very much experienced by women, um, not just because they've ended up so poor in their old age compared to men, but also because women have no dignity anyway sort of thing. So uh, it's you do notice it, particularly when people keep trying to explain things to you that you mm. know. Mm. Um, mansplaining. I, yeah, but... Let me just jump in and come yes. across you and say mansplaining. <laughs> Thank you, Eve. Um, look, I don't think I have... Because I sort of just go about my life, I, I'm sure I haven't experienced ageism in the way that people with less access to power and stuff would. I'm sure their experience would be worse, but certainly just, you know. Well, they're... you look funky. Oh, yeah, I've got coloured hair, but sometimes I think that just makes you look like a mad old auntie. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to draw the distinction between mad old auntie and um, sensible shoes and, you know, curly hair and uh, interesting earrings, which is the other thing that, you know. <laughs> and it is hard to dress when mm. you're older because you're, you're a bit uh, worried about being mutton dressed up as lamb. My mum used to use that phrase and mm. we really didn't ever want to be mutton dressed up as lamb. No, it yeah. was something to be avoided, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, You have children, grandchildren? Yes, I have a... Most beautiful granddaughter, which is a uh, delight in my life. She's also very heavy, <laughs> which, is, which is, explains a lot of the aches and pains of the, is that and the doctors. Right? She's, she's her just up. Right, yeah. What What do you do to keep yourself in shape? Then I mean, you know, do you walk? I, I walk every night with two friends, uh, and we argue the whole way, which is wonderful. <laughs> because isn't that great about politics? Strangely, no, our politics are very similar. We argue about facts. And then we get home and send back. It wasn't 1973, it was 1974. <laughs> um, and the more you argue, the easier it is because you don't actually notice. I walk along the Glebe Foreshore, which mm. is lovely, except there are too many dogs off leash and too many bicycles. And the other thing about Dogs me, have exploded. Yeah, but the other thing that you end up uh, worrying about is things like uh, dogs off leash, which can um, they poleaxed one of one of the girls I walked with the other day. She you know fell flat in her face as a dog, and also cyclists. You, yeah, they're dead. You start worrying about cyclists yeah. too because you're just less sure of yourself, and so yes, but that's what I do to keep fit. Mm. And do you have any plans for when you're older? Oh, I t- and I intend to sort of give up the feeling that I need to be doing stuff. You know how you wake up in the morning and write a list, and and I'm still trying to write stuff. So I'm, but eventually I'm going to give up on all that and just sort of go out with my friends and have drinks. So it's a, <laughs> you you plan to retire one day? Yes, I'll retire and just really enjoy myself. Yeah, although I have to do a pretty good job of it now too. Yes, oh, that's very good well, to hear. It, it's interesting. I could see that retirement very far off in the future <laughs> for you, Meredith. Well, I've got two books I've just signed contracts for, so I've got to get them oh, done. Wow. Yeah. But, um, I bet there's something to do with radicalism somewhere along the line. That, that's right. One's called <laughs> Radical Glebe. We were going to call it Hate Ashbury of, of Australia. Yeah. But then too many of the younger kids didn't know what Hate Ashbury was. was. Oh, so yeah. for, for you young people who might be listening to this, it's where the two streets crossed in San Francisco mm. and it was 
yeah. the beginnings of hippie. Flower time. power, That's the right. whole thing. Yeah. That's right. And so, uh, Meredith, do you ever worry about who'll look after you when you get older? Yes, I have. Um, I want to stay in my house, and as I've said, the uh, the the au pair can live upstairs, and I'll move downstairs because you know I won't be able to make it up. All on one level, and, and I'll lose. Yes, I'll, <laughs> and I've even got the shower there where I can walk in, and so I've thought about that. Mm. And I have told my son that I believe in aged care facilities, and I want to be put in a nice place with a, 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 maybe a view and a um, television mm. with Vera on a loop. <laughs> and, and I want to be fed Tim Tams. And I've, I actually oh. wrote an article about it for the Sydney The original Tim Tam? Yes. Yes, I don't, I don't like that. Thank you. But I think that aged care facilities are a feminist issue because it's men who say, I'm not putting my parents in an old people's home. And guess who looks after the parents? Not them. Yeah. It's their wife or their sister-in-law or their, you know, sister that look after the the older people at home. I, I don't want my wonderful family physically looking after me. I'm very determined to go into an aged care facility. They can look after me physically. Some cheerful nurse will, you know. Yeah. Some cheerful but underpaid But I do nurse. not yet, yeah, well... By this stage, they'll be better paid it's because fine. we will. That'll have, be down the track. We will have, away. We will, but I'm really serious about <laughs> mm, my I... family not trying to look after me physically. Can I just jump in and just ask you a question? Men are they getting better? Yes, younger men are. Thank God. But but there's still a long way to go. Mm. But they're definitely getting better. Because I mean, I'm coming to the conclusion as I get older, really the main problem's men. And I hate to, you know, being a man, you know, it's not easy for me to go against other men. But I really think the the main problem for everything around the planet is men. And we should just sit back and just let women run everything and it'll all be sorted out in about eight and a half minutes. My father used to believe that. Look, certainly uh, a lot of the problems are to do with you know, alpha males and things like that. I don't think everything would be solved by having women running. For one thing, the women would be doing that as well as everything else. <laughs> so they'd be exhausted. And this stuff that's just coming out lately about the mental load, the, what is it, mental workload, where, because when, whenever a man says to me, oh, I do half the work of looking after the children, I say, when was the last time you bought a present for the party that your child is going to? Mm. And they go, oh no, I don't do that because yes. it's, it, it's wrapped that men- the present. It's that <laughs> mental load that the women have mm. of you know. It's that organisational yes. layers, isn't it? Yes. So yeah. at this point in your life, Meredith, do you have any regrets? You can look back on a long and very productive life. Any regrets? I have thought about that. Uh, I sometimes regret I didn't have more children, but then I think, no, the one I've got's perfect. So you know. yeah. I think, I, I think that too. I've got one child. She's yeah. thirty years old, and she's perfect, isn't she's she? She's perfect. She's yeah. fabulous. She's yeah. a, she's fierce. We've I've spoken about her a little bit before, but she is fierce in every way. Mm. You know, feminist, ecologist. Mm. You know, all of that, conservationist. But um, I've often thought about that too. She only because really she would have liked to have siblings. Would you? Well, I I once asked my son that, and he said, "Oh God, no!" He said, "I would have had to have shared." Shared. <laughs> So he was perfectly fine about it. So, yeah. you know, I didn't. But you think you might have liked other kitties. Yes, but then later you realise, no, life's as it is. I don't think I have any 
regrets. I, I sometimes think I should have been less forceful in my views and, and been more uh, accepting of other people not being quite where you want them to be. Mm. And um, I had wonderful advice from a friend in Parliament, a woman called Anne Simons, who used, oh, to, yeah. who used to say you can only work with people where you find them, meaning you don't have to drag them to the next To level. where you are, yeah. yes, yes. And I wish I'd been a bit less bumptious. Mm. Are you heartened by <laughs> yeah. the, the last election, if I can be so parochial, as oh. far as the fact that Australia did actually turn around and, and with all the press and everything else pushing in one direction, pushed yeah. against it? I Heartened is not the word for it, Ian. I wake up, so, <laughs> many, so, many, so many of my friends have said they wake up every morning thinking they've just got out of, out of an abusive relationship, you know, that that now we wake up and, oh, something good's happened and then something else has happened or they've explained something about what they're doing. Um, I think uh, that it will be a, a good government and I think that uh, the Australian people did decide they didn't want the Morrison, Dutton, Barnaby Joyce yeah. government anymore and I thought that was The really... 1950s government. Yeah, yeah, I think they just made that decision and that was terrific. Mm, fantastic. Mm. And so just finally, Meredith, uh, this new book of yours is called Radicals Remembering the 60s. When you remember the 60s, what... What was the highlight? I know that's a fairly difficult question, but what would be the highlight of the 60s oh, for you? 1968. Um, it, it's, it's, it's all been downhill since then as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> 1968 was when we actually believed that we could change the world. I mean, when you think about what happened, Martin Luther King gets killed, Bobby Kennedy gets killed, and Bobby, I wasn't a huge Bobby Kennedy fan, but... He was the only person running for election who had said, I will bring the troops home. Mm. So the minute he was killed, there was nobody in either the Democrats or the Republicans Fighting saying, fight. I will stop the war. So after that, we in Australia decided, well, that's our democratic road cut off. We'll, we're now going to go mad. And mm. we sort of did. So 1968, uh, th th everything was at its peak then. Yeah. Mm. A pinnacle year in so many different levels. Uh, Meredith, I wanted to talk to you about your work in the 1971 Springbok Box Tour, your work on uh, Sydney Cricket Ground Oval there, the sidestepping you did there. We could see it back on the replay. Fantastic work. Um, for those people who might be listening who have got young people and you want to radicalise them a little bit, you because it's nice to have young people who've actually got passion about something. Mm. Um, any advice? First of all, I keep saying, don't worry about this new generation. They're going to be great. Uh, and if you look at something like 1971, the Springbok Tour, that was a racially selected all-white team coming to Australia. Now, if that happened now... Every kid in Australia would be out there demonstrating. Yeah. You see, they were very stark issues. And so the kids today understand that now and, and, and would be behaving very much as we did. did was, it a, was it a total pitch, pitch invasion or was it just a No, only, only of four of us got on. Four women. There were 20,000 people at the demonstration. They were there all yelling and screaming. Mm. And but four of you actually got on. You got through the members though, didn't yes, you? Yes, yeah. we got on. And can I say, mm. I have recently also been part of a pitch invasion about... 
four or five weeks ago when Buddy Watt got his thousand. <laughs> I was there. Have I got a photo to prove We it? should mention the Swannies. Well <laughs> done. Yes. 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 Oh, that's what, what fun having a chat with you, Meredith. What a mm. pleasure. It has been a delight. Thank it, you. It's been great fun. Thanks, Ian, and thanks, Angela. Thanks, Meredith. Uh, what a legend, oh. Meredith Bergman, honestly. Uh, look, I think we may have to get Meredith back. I, I, I'm so I think proud we've of touched her. The surface I'm there. so proud yes, of her. Yes, me too. And uh, don't forget, uh, if you have any suggestions of people we should be talking to on Suddenly Senior, feel free to join our Facebook group. It's out there. I, I don't know. I get a young person to do it for me now, but, but I'm sure you can find it. If, <laughs> right. and, and, and join in, have some fun, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Please like and also subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. Leave a comment, as long as it's nice. <laughs> if it's not, that's right. fuck off. Yes. See you next time, Ange. Bye. And I want wine with my meds. <laughs> yes.